The views and opinions expressed during this recording may or may not reflect the views of the sponsors of the content. They also do not reflect the views of the employers of those that appear on the show. Views and opinions expressed here expressly belong to those stating them. Enjoy our show. Hey. Chop Soccer, we back in the building. How you doing, Ken? It's it's good, man. Like uh freezing up here, bro. But like we make it happen. A, should we have a freeze off? Yeah, it's uh how cold's it gotten in New York so far? So right now it yeah, is of course I can't easily see this information on the fucking Mac. <laughs> um of course they're showing me the temperature in Cupertino, California, because yeah, I absolutely give a fuck about that. <laughs> um, oh, I think you might have me. Yeah. Because it's actually warm. It's actually warming up here. Uh, it's 22 degrees in New York. With the oh. wind chill, it's probably around 18. Oh, yeah. It's warming up here. It's a smooth 33 right now. Oh. Heat, wave. Heat wave. Yeah. So, yeah, we, that's we what. This last week has been like just fighting sickness. I had a fever for a while. I was down basically like a week straight. It was rough. Woo! But uh, we back, man. We back. We, we back. back. Tell them about your event. Oh yeah. So, uh, for a long time, I've had it in my mind to open a hi-fi bar, and I was like stop fucking around and like actually put in the legwork and try to open an actual hi-fi bar. So this past weekend, uh, I had my first real event. Uh, it was a trial run. I called it G-Con the demo. And Ooh. yeah, I brought my equipment down and invited people and provided free food and drinks and played music on vinyl and explain kind of what the concept is, excuse me, why it is. And yeah, everyone seemed to enjoy it. I got really good feedback on it. I know it's a viable uh, business idea because they exist and they all do pretty well. But again, I'm just trying to figure out how to shape it in a way that's specific to my tastes and separate myself from the others that exist, which is not very hard to do. I kind of know what they all do anyway. And uh, if I can just get going and market it, I can definitely create um, a unique experience in the space. So, yeah, this past weekend was my first event. Uh, it was awesome. Not perfect. There's a lot of unknown monkey wrenches that popped up, but that's how it goes. Word. Word. Yeah, man. Word. Yeah. Um, I, I saw the music, man. Like, uh, you know, just checking it out on your Instagram page. Shout out the uh, Instagram page so people come give you a follow. Oh, yeah. Uh, G-Con Hi-Fi. That's J-I-K-A-N-H-I-F-I on Instagram. Um, I post my record collection with clips of the music and bourbon whiskey. Bourbon whiskey. <laughs> Yeah, you uh, you definitely uh, you definitely have some bangers. Like, um, I I don't want to say I know a lot of the music that mm -hmm. you post. I'm familiar with like you know a bit of it, but mm -hmm. also what is really impressive to me is how you're able to find a lot of this music on vinyl. Like a lot of this music, like you know, it's just very easily accessible through your Spotify's or your Apple Music's or like what have you. But the ability to actually like collect it on vinyl and then turn like, you know, that sound into richness, like, you know, the sound richness quality in like vinyl is a just it's just a totally different thing. Like it is an yeah. experience. And a lot of these albums I didn't even know existed in vinyl. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, your ability to just source this stuff is amazing. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it, uh, it's definitely been uh an effort <laughs> some of it is not easy to find a lot of it is not easy to find some of the stuff that i'm really looking for you know i i know my taste is what it is anyway yeah. but it's reinforced by the fact that when i go looking for something that 
you know, I've listened to a million times over and then I go look for it on vinyl and they want $250 for it on vinyl. Yeah. Because it's that rare. It's that like, if you know, you know. And so the people that have it won't give it up. And the yeah. people, the other people that are selling it are like, well, it's going to cost you because you can't get it otherwise. So it's that type of stuff. Not everything costs that much, obviously, but you know, some of the pieces that I would like really, really love to have in my collection. I, the only reason I don't have them is because they're just outrageously expensive on vinyl. Yeah. And you source a lot of your vinyl locally too, right? A lot locally. Um, I try to go to different stores. That's one of the blessings of being in New York. I mean, you were here. We went digging together when you were here. Like, yeah, we got options. And yeah. even if you go to just a couple, there's still like so much available. But yeah, anytime I travel, when I was in Kentucky, I did some digging. Um, I do digging in Maryland, all over New York, you know, wherever I am, I'm looking for a record store. I went digging in Chicago and brought back probably like five or six records. So yeah. wherever I go, I'm hitting a record store to see what I can find, um, especially at regular retail. Um, yeah. Because, you know, vinyl is so hot right now. So people are spending outrageous amounts on rare pressings and, you know, special covers and all this stuff. Like, that's cool and all that, but I'm not trying to, you know, impress people with how much I spent on these records. I want to get the music that I love, listen to it, and that's that. You know, all that flipping and reselling, that's like the sneaker thing. It's just like that. It makes the shit so tired so fast. Yep. Yeah. And like I I always, like, think about when it comes to just, like, different things like photos and music and stuff like that. Like, you know, when you're on your phone... Or like when you're able to take a billion pictures, like, you know, digitally or listen to any music digitally, um, Mm -hmm. you really lose the ability to save it over a period of time. Because like, you know, how many phones have you been through in the past 10 years? Mm -hmm. Right. And then just like how his music moved in the past 10 years where like 10 years ago, like, you know, we were downloading MP3s and stuff like that. Right. Like now it's straight streaming. Right. Like, you know, like I have some vinyls that are from like, you know, the 60s and the 70s. Right. Because Mm -hmm. like, you know, they're actual physical copies of music. Right. And it's just like, you know, as uh, as Drake daddy say, like only real music is going to last. All that (laughs) is here today. And going tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like uh like vinyl is definitely one of those things where like if you know, you know, and it it's just it's yeah. a good habit to have. It it just like really is. Cause this is stuff you'll have for life. Yep. Yeah. Especially if you take care of it, you know. Yeah. Um, let's get into some soccer talk, man, because I could be on this all day. Yeah. Uh the World Cup. It looks like the final will be hosted in Dallas at the bum ass Dallas Cowboys Stadium. <laughs> fire. <laughs> yeah, so uh what does this say about the state of American soccer? I don't know. What you got? Um I mean, I think it's kind of a two-parter. I think that um, there were only a few stadiums that I think could really actually do this. Like, it was either going to be MetLife in New York, Mm -hmm. um, SoFi out in L.A., or, like, Jerry World down here in Arlington. So, like, you know as many stadiums as there are in America for as many different sports, I really think that like that is really telling that at the end of the day, like there was only going to be three places it could be. And none of them are soccer specific, which is really what I think the big, like the big like elephant in the room is here is that why aren't why isn't there a soccer specific stadium in America that would be able to host something like a world cup final? Because in order to host a world cup final, what size do you think they would really want it to be? At least, at least 70, at least 70,000 70, people. 
right? Yeah. Outside of the NFL, let alone soccer, outside of the NFL, what sport period can seat 70,000 plus on a regular basis in the United States? I mean, certain college football teams, but I mean, like, that's really just that's like still football. football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I get it, but yeah. I mean, like, my thing is, is like, is the sport really growing if we're yes. getting. I don't see it. I, I'm just going to go out. You can put me on the ledge. I don't see it. Okay. I don't see it. Uh, the sport is absolutely growing. I mean, the fact that it's being hosted here again is massive. The amount of soccer-focused content that we're getting leading up to the World Cup here in the United States is proof that it's growing. The amount of conversation that we hear about the game in general, but probably specifically the U.S. men's national team is probably the best coverage we've ever had. So it's growing. Is it at a point now where we can justify having at least a single stadium specifically for soccer that seats fifty to 80,000 people? Absolutely not. But a lot of places in the world can't do that. So it's not specific or special to us. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I definitely am going to start pushing back on the narrative that soccer is growing in the country. I think it's becoming mm-hmm. like I think it's being put more in our face. I think it's more popular. But I mean, you know, to say to me to say that soccer is like really growing in the country at the rate we would want it to be growing or even just like continuously growing mm-hmm. like i think we've just got to see more like i really think we've got to see more and like i would push back on the idea that you know the all the tournaments that are going to be held here are going to be held here because the sport is growing and i would say that they're going to be held here because niggas out here trying to get that bread <laughs> that is the growth man i don't know if that's the growth or not or just like uh, it ain't potato that, potato those tournaments that. wouldn't even make it a consideration if they couldn't get that bread so yeah but i mean like i would say they would because like if you look around the world, man, like especially in North America, bro, it's it's not a lot of safe places to hold tournaments nowadays. Like when you look in up and down like the Central and South American continent. So mm-hmm. like, you know, if you if you want to do a cash grab and still only hit like however, whatever percentage of the population, like, you know, because it's not like, you know, another thing is. I don't want to say it's not going to be a lot of Americans, but like there's a reason that the U.S. plays in Columbus to have like a pro-American crowd, right? And I don't think that there are any World Cup games that are going to be in Columbus. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like it's going to be in very diverse places with populations that might not necessarily all be like American soccer fans. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Do you think it should have been in New York? I no, actually not for any, not for any hate towards New York or MetLife, but Mm -hmm. I really think the reason it was going to come down to California and or Mexico is because that's where you're going to get a lot of the Mexican population also. And we got Mexicans. No, (laughs) 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 (laughs)
I really think it's going to be in Texas or Mexico is because like, you know, like Texas isn't this or Mexico, not Texas or Mexico, Texas or California. I'm sorry. I think the reason this was going to be in Texas or California was because isn't this is supposed to be like a a tri hosting thing, right? Between like Canada, US and like, you know, Mexico. So the final had to be somewhere where like, you know, it could be represented by like, you know, more than one nation. Cause I really think they just threw Canada in there, you know, because they're on our Northern border. They definitely did that because they're on our Northern border. And it helped them alleviate the cost and sell the package. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just think so much of this is political that, like, you know, it was it was never going to be where we wanted it to be. Because not for nothing, if it was where we wanted it to be, it should have been in Miami. Like, Miami would have made the most sense. No. Why Why wouldn't Miami have made the most sense? Um... I don't know, actually. It just don't feel right. I think it feels perfect. I don't know. Um, I think it's perfect because that's where, um, that's where, uh, oh, why am I having a brain fart here? That's where Inner Miami is. That's where Messi Mm -hmm. is. Like when you're talking about the center of the North American soccer universe right now, it it Mm -hmm. is basically Miami. Yeah. Right. They have, they have a stadium. Um, they have a stadium there, um, the Orange Bowl in Miami, mm-hmm. right? Like, how many does the Orange Bowl seat? The Orange Bowl seats uh, eighty plus. Eighty plus. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, gotta be. Hold on. Yeah, seventy four and up to eighty two for concerts. Ooh, yeah, like. Like if it was if it was gonna be like based on vibes, I would have said like Miami has to host it because like Miami hosted like Miami's basically an international city anyway, and Miami hosting a World Cup final, bro. Like you could go to Miami and not even like you wouldn't even have to go to the World Cup final, my guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, facts. Like it's in the summer. You got South Beach. Like. That would have been vibey, right? But yeah. it's very clearly politics, and that's why we got Texas. That's why we got Texas. Um, and more it's MLS news. All my huh? exes live in Texas. Good old George. None of my exes live in Texas. <laughs> uh, uh, MLS referees. They might be going on strike, man. Whew. Um, how you feel about that, man? I'm gonna just go ahead and jump out the window. This might be good for the league. <laughs> Fuck these motherfuckers, man. These niggas is trash anyway. <laughs> oh, ah! oh, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a hot take at all. <laughs> I don't think that's a hot take at all. Members of the Professional Soccer Referee Association, the union that represents. Professional referees in North America and Canada have unanimously voted to authorize a strike. This was announced on Monday. The vote sets up a major showdown between PRSA and its employer, the PRO, with one month remaining until the 2024 MLS season kicks off. PRSA also said it filed an unfair labor practice charge with the National Labor Relations Board for so-called Direct dealing, the act of bypassing union leadership to bargain directly with with a union's members. Hey, listen, man, this street shit. Oh, yeah. If if your man's is is in the fucking meeting, that's on y'all. Why the fuck they in the room with them niggas? Yeah. Put some bread in their pocket. Yep. You know what I mean? That's like y'all niggas ain't watch. Uh. What's the joint with with Franklin Saint? Oh, uh, oh, why am I uh, Snowfall? Snowfall, y'all better yeah. watch Snowfall, man. That man Franklin made sure the hood was good with him. Yeah, bro. And he had he had no issues. 
If anybody that ain't come up with him though, they trying to they trying to get a little piece. He said, "Nah, we 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 Trump tight over here." Yeah. So why is your man's in the meeting being direct, able to be direct dealt to? They shouldn't should even yeah. be able to direct deal to you. It sounds like the union ain't doing their job, man. Like <laughs> at all, bro. If you don't feed the wolves, they're gonna put you on the menu, bro. Like, like just facts. Like, right. you know, I don't know. I'm refs don't like know. we want to. We want to referee World Cups too. Yeah, we we want to get some of this MLS money too. Right. <laughs> Y'all just got two point five billion, and we getting thirty thousand a year to ref. Uh-uh. <laughs> math ain't mathing. The math ain't mathing, bro. Math ain't mathing. Um, but do you think this strike will actually get off? I don't know, man. I don't know, but not for nothing. Like, I've always been a proponent of if you want better quality, you got to pay for better quality. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, like, pay teachers more, pay police more pay the referees more like if you want better quality like you know finding out these guys making 30 to fifty thousand dollars a year to ref games like you know of course like like of course the referee is gonna be trash because like who you getting like right who who you getting i mean it's a good quote-unquote part-time job but like you should have full-time refs like the league, like all the good leagues have full-time refs, you know, right. like the NBA has full-time refs. The NFL has full-time refs. MLB has full-time refs. Like you just got 2.5 bill. Like, man, pay these guys, pay the homies. Yeah. Pay um, oh, well, I guess we can't call them zebras cause they don't wear like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, PRO has stated on multiple occasions that the PSRA needs to get realistic about its proposals. The PRSA said that's, uh, this ain't ain't happening 30 days, 30 days away. This ain't happening (laughs) 30 days away. You telling me in a month, they going to go from get real to we strike the deal. (laughs) Like, nope. I think they will because they can't afford a lockout. Pardon me. They can't afford a lockout. So they got to figure out a way to make both parties happy, at least for this season. I don't understand why this wasn't rectified before now anyway. Man, they about to go get some amateur refs, bro. Like, we, we didn't see this. We didn't see this movie before. They we are not. That's not happening, bro. We didn't see this movie before. They about to go get some amateur refs. Like shit. Man, some you know it's not happening. My, some of the people that ref my Friday night league might be refing MLS games pretty soon, bro. They can't, bro. They cannot. They cannot. You know why they can't? Why? You know why they can't? Why? I don't think anybody. Messi, would, bro. I don't think anybody would notice. <laughs> I don't think anybody would notice. Bruh, what are you talking about? People would absolutely notice. If you got some amateur refs up there fucking up calls left and right at the start of the season, too, when everybody's, like, excited and you got a nice, fresh set of eyes and energy on the game and the refereeing is just great. I mean, it's shit anyway, which is unfair, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, like, but it's be statistically significant. You think the difference is going to be statistically significant? Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I, mean, I mean, this article specifically mentions in 2014, the error rate on key decisions skyrocketed for the three, the three weeks of the lockout. MLS players in 29 teams are accustomed to matches being refereed a certain way with special attention paid to dangerous tackles, head injuries, substitutions, and speed of play rules. There is a lot that you need to have a handle on at this level of the game and in this specific time of the game in the United States, bro, this lockout is not happening. Don Garber would be an absolute fool to not flex his muscle and make sure this deal happens because they cannot afford this type of fuckery 
right now. I mean, I understand what you're saying. And just everything, don't care. <laughs> everything you say it sound logical, bro. But if we was if we was dealing with logic, it wouldn't be 30 days before the season and the boys wouldn't have been paid. I mean, I guess that's part of the union strategy, though, is they bring the shit up now because the contract expires on the 31st. So they stall it out and use it as a negotiating tactic. Like, yeah, if you don't get this shit done, meet our demands by the 31st, you won't have any referees. Yeah, but I mean, like, without directly knowing the demands, I would go on a ledge and say that, you know, the union gets paid to represent, like, fair market equity amongst, like, you know, referees across the spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. So... When I hear something like them telling the referees union that they need to get realistic on how much they get paid, like, to me, it sounds like either the union is just like going crazy with the demands, which I would be far less likely to believe, or I think they just underpaying the guys. Right, like I, I, I just don't think they want to pay the guys. Um, I don't know. I'm I mean, this is a lot more of complex than that. Yeah, exactly. But I just don't think they want to pay the guys. Like, you need to pay them. It's making me, it's making me wonder about this MLS deal too. But that, that's another topic for another day. Yeah. Um. Sorry, hold on. I don't know what the hell is going on. Um, Wrexham will be live streaming games <coughs> for free in the USA. Uh... I don't know why. Because I no money in soccer. Mm. <laughs> Let's get into it. Why is there no money in soccer when there seems like there's so much money in soccer? Because, man, like all of this shit's fugazi, bro. All of this shit's fugazi. Like, and it's not just soccer, man. Like, if you look at like streaming numbers and like all that stuff, like, it, it, it's all just a house of cards, bro. It's all just a house of cards. Ain't no real money in this. And like, if you're not the EPL, if you're not the Bundesliga, if you're not La Liga, like those are probably the three leagues that are actually like really able to be profitable. Mm-hmm. Like everybody else, man, like it just ain't it. Like it really just ain't it. And I don't, like, I don't want to come off as, like, being a hater, which I ultimately probably am. They're probably going to be like, oh, you're a hater. But, I mean, if there was, if there was more money in the sport, then we would be seeing things, like, happen differently. And, like, I just don't. Yeah, my question is, if. If the show that we all know Wrexham for is on Netflix, why didn't they just do a Netflix streaming deal? Because you can get people to watch the show. You ain't going to get niggas to watch the games. (laughs) (laughs) But if it's free in your Netflix subscription that you already pay for and you already go there. To watch the show. I just, I mean, I I think once you get, once you get to the like streaming nature of it, I think it becomes a lot more difficult to kind of like platform singular team games like this. So they would kind of have to, you know, do it 
like, you know, either on their own, like where are they hosting this at? Right. Like you, what do you have to do? Go to their website to watch it? Like, uh, I guess. Yeah. Like, I think you have to go to their website. Um, Yeah, like they they are they're really banking on this being a loss leader, mm-hmm. and uh, they're really banking on this being a loss leader, quote unquote, taking a lot of loss, like posting this for free, you know, for people to be able to watch it, like you know, around the world to kind of build their fan base. But it's like, like I don't know, like you know, there are plenty of smarter people than me that, like you know that probably have this thought out way more, but you know, it's hard to get people to pay for something once they've been getting it for free. And then if you can't sell something and you start dropping the cost, it's hard to turn around and raise the cost again. Yeah. Right. And that's where I get back to like, you know, this whole like streaming deal. And it's like, you know, like if you aren't making money off of your content right now, then like nobody's going to give you money for your content. And if you are trying to sell your content for a certain amount and you're having to continually lower that price, like once you find that price point, nobody's going to like deal with that price point going back up. Right. So to me, if like, you know, you're turning your soccer games into a loss leader, potentially, right? Like, you know, basically giving away the content as like free marketing or free advertising and hopeful, you know, in hopes of like selling something else, right? Like mm-hmm. selling jerseys, selling merch, like blah, 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 blah. What you giving me the side eye for? They not selling none of that shit. <laughs> nobody actually care about no fucking Wrexham, bro. I don't care what these MLS niggas is talking about on the side, talking about they watch this show and tell better stories and all that. Ain't nobody buying none of that shit, bro. And and that's my point. That that's <laughs> it's kind of where I land. Like you're not gonna turn no soccer game into no loss leader, my guy. Like you're yeah. just not. Like you're just not. Like you're not. You know, we ain't going to see Wrexham jerseys out here in the streets. Like, we just not. And that's the fundamental, like, I think that's the fundamental miscalculation that everyone has about soccer is that, like, you know, they think that the growth and the popularity of the sport is going to transition into, like, more jersey sales and, like, more things like that, like, downriver. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you're not Real Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Manchester United, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City, you're probably not selling no jerseys. Yeah. Like, and then you got your national team, like your men's national team, like, but like, oh, your women's national team. But like, you know, you're just not selling a lot of jerseys, man. Like you're not selling a lot of merch. Um, let's leave Wrexham alone because all I'm gonna do is dog him anyway. Yeah. Um, the zone will be live streaming women's football for free 99. How you feel? What about are we doing this? here? <laughs> just, just what are uh, we doing here? We are investing in the women's game. <laughs> what are we doing here? That's what it is. No, this is this is good. What do you mean? What are we doing? This is good. I mean, it's good for the consumer, but also like it undercuts the it undercuts the profitability argument of women's sports that they make. At least at the level that is like being mentioned like the multiples that are being mentioned you know what i mean like you know once again like if the zone is going from like you know charging a package 
to exclusively watch women's sports to having to give it away for free to get people to watch it, you know, because they, they're saying like, they literally say in their statement that like, you know, there's an appetite to watch women's sports. There's not an appetite to pay to watch women's sports. Then what are we doing here? Like, you know, like, I mean, there's a level that people would pay to watch women's sports specifically. But like, you know, if you tell me I got to pay, if you tell me my Paramount Plus subscription is $10 a month, mm-hmm. right? And I get the NWSL and the FAWSL and like a couple other like, you know, women's sports leagues as a part of that. I'm like, bet, right? Because I'm getting it as a part of a bundle. But if my Paramount Plus subscription is eleven ninety nine. And then my DAZN subscription is eleven ninety nine. Like I don't have DAZN. Like I just don't. Yeah. Because between no one has that shit. That's why they need freemium content, nigga. <laughs> no one has this shit. And the only yeah. people that might have had it was the people that really, really love boxing because they, you know, they yeah. started with a bunch of boxing content. So if you were really heavy into boxing, you might have DAZN. But outside of that, nobody has this shit, bro. Yeah, I you think ever ask, here, here we go. I'm I'm gonna put it on you right now. Okay. Pause. You ever ask a nigga for the the zone login? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not never. No. I was calling it Dazen until like a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> never. Like I think this is the inverse of the men's soccer argument we have, right? Like the men's soccer argument is like nobody's really watching MLS or American League soccer here. Everybody's watching European soccer. Okay. Okay. Well, I think it's the inverse where like most people watch European soccer. They don't watch American soccer when it comes to the men's league. I think when you're talking about women's sports, most people watch the NWSL when it comes to women's soccer fans here in America and aren't watching the European game. Right. Like I I just think I just think that inverse exists. Yeah. And then you're starting to get more like people watching like, you know, some European women's soccer and stuff like that. But like, no, man, DAZN wasn't about to make no money on this. Like they just weren't. Um, Is this also just like a. An inevitable conclusion in the evolution of streaming content today because everything is behind a paywall people need to find more creative ways to entice you to either switch services or maintain services so they're offering this women's soccer content content because they're like oh all right this is the and the grand scope of content that we have licensed to we will feel the most comfortable offering this content for free as opposed to that content yeah oh yeah 100 percent. i definitely feel like they in there looking at numbers and they're like okay like how can we pick up markets with what we have that currently exists Mm-hmm. Right. Because you write certain stuff you're not giving away for free because it's still profitable for you. But if you're already showing a loss on it and you like you, you basically can't give it away, like, you know, this is like putting it on the rack outside the store and leaving it overnight. My guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't want you to steal it, but like, you know, like. We got cameras out there, you know, but it ain't like, you know, at at this point, like, you know, this is just, it just is what it is. Like, yeah. it really just is what it is. Um, do you think it will work? Do you think their plan to entice more subscribers and fans of the women's game to pay for some sort of content or content package later do you think they will be successful no 
No, because no, like it'll get people to watch it. Like I'll, I'm, I'm gonna watch it it's because free. I love it's free soccer, right? But you're not gonna turn around and get me to pay for it once they be like, all right, we're putting it behind the paywall again. I'm gonna be like, well, that was fun, <laughs> right? <laughs> you remember when we could watch that shit for free? Yeah, it's me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's me. I'm niggas. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh man oh man yeah i think i i think it's gonna work but like i don't i don't think it's gonna like once you start upping that price again like you know yeah. it, ain't, it ain't gonna be bad yeah you might be able to get me for like a single game. Like if I watch all the Champions League, you might be able to charge me like four ninety nine to watch the Champions League final, and I'd be like, "All right, you got me." But like, you ain't about to get me for like five dollars a month, right? 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 Um, and more women's soccer news. Um, let's talk about the NWSL and the draft. Ooh. Is the draft an antiquated way of dispersing talent across NWSL. Let's talk about it. Maybe. Kinda. Um, I would say I would say there are better ways to disperse talent across the league. I would say there's no better way to build a narrative than the draft. Hmm. Because if you look at like the value of the draft in other leagues, it's basically like a giant news cycle. And like, you know, the problem with the draft in soccer now for MLS and NWSL is that you don't have to join a team through the draft. Right? Like, could you imagine how big of a tizzy MLS would be in if like Messi had to enter the draft and enter Miami had to get the number one pick to draft Messi. Well, they did. It's called the allocation order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, they did essentially, but like, ain't no, ain't nobody like, you know, don't nobody know what the allocation order is? Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, you know, streamline that shit out, turn it into the draft, and then as people, like, turn it into the draft, and then as people declare, like, you have a whole news cycle. Like, right. the NFL is good for this shit, man. Like, the NFL is good for this shit. The NBA is good for this shit. You can project out players then. Right. Because this is how people are introduced to your next level of stars. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's the big benefit of the draft. The big benefit of the draft is that it's your way of allocating talent across the league and introducing that talent to new people before they get to the league. Right. So if you let's say, OK, so look at the Chicago Fire. Right. Like the Chicago Fire have been trash for a long time. Right. Like which is halfway through the but... season, halfway through the season, there's no hope. Like halfway through the season, there's no hope, and there's nothing it takes else. That long. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're gonna get me beat up. It's a fire game, man. <laughs> They're gonna be trying to fight me in the supporter section. I mean, I don't sit in the supporter section. I got money. <laughs> Be trying to fight me in the session, bro. I'm sorry. Oh my god. I apologize. No, nah, I mean, but it's real though. It's real. It's about a quarter of the way through the season. It's about a quarter of the way. As soon as it starts getting warm, you'd be like, all right, like <laughs> I'm just here for the vibes. But like, what else do you have to talk about if your team sucks? Like, you know, your team going to suck early on. Like, what else do you have to talk about? You don't get the hope for next year because there's nothing that carries on. 
Like, you know, there's none of that shit, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, are there, like, quote, unquote, better ways to, like, distribute talent throughout, like, you know, the, you know, throughout the league? Probably. Is there a better way to generate interest in a news cycle, like, just perpetually over and over and over and introduce your new stars to the league? Not a chance. Yeah. Um, I think the place the draft makes the most sense is NWSL because it's so small right now Mm -hmm. Um, to keep parity and to provide opportunity as best you can, given your current setup, the draft makes a lot of sense for the NWSL for MLS. I don't think it makes sense at all, Mm -hmm. but you know, I understand how they're trying to, keep everything to in line with the NFL and NBA. Um, but yeah, wait, does, does MLB have a draft? Mm-hmm. MLB has a draft, but the way Who the, the MLB, I've never watched that shit ever because MLB is a different model MLB. So the difference between, uh, Major League Baseball, and this is why I say like the draft definitely makes sense for soccer, because the difference between Major League Baseball and football and basketball is that in football and basketball, you have a primarily television product, right? Like you have you know large tv deals in football and basketball you have like you know pretty large ticket gates but like you're selling a lot of ads on your television product in football and basketball baseball you're not really selling a lot of ads it's a lot of local market type stuff right like people have to come to the games people have to attend the games so it doesn't really matter about the draft when it comes to mlb if most of your like way you're leaning in is going to be like game day experience, right? Like there are 162 fucking baseball games, right? So a lot, you know, so the draft doesn't really matter as much because like, you know, the scarcity of product is like super low. But for like NFL, you only got 16 games. Like, you know, you're selling 16 television shows, basically. Right. right? Team has 16 television shows. Right. So for like a sport like soccer, like, you know, if you're really trying to get it on television, you're trying to get it in the continual news cycle. Like, you know, you need a way to keep people engaged that isn't, you know. Like, what have people been talking about during the offseason of like MLS and NWSL? Like nothing. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for Messi, it would be a bunch of nothing. If it wasn't for them smoke shows at the off season, like, you know, putting out thirst traps on Instagram, it'd be nothing. So, <laughs> you know, so like, what are we really out here talking about? Like, there's just nothing to talk about, you know, with soccer, like perpetually. And like, you know, it's a problem. Big problem. Yeah. Um, if the NWSL doesn't draft, then what do they do? They're going to try to do like the whole just open free agency thing. And like, you know, players can just like, you know, join any team they want at any time they want, which, you know, which is the European model. But it, that's going to be like, you know, there's not enough interest in the game, like perpetually for that to really matter. Because, like, you know, what you're going to end up with is if you don't have, like, a U.S. women's national team star, you know, like, you know, Gotham has, like, eight of them now, right? Mm -hmm. So they're cool. But, I mean, like, what happens if you're, like, you know, the Red Stars, right? Like, the Red Stars, take Chicago Red Stars. They drafted somebody to just, well, they, uh, they just signed somebody who came in from Bayern Munich, right? Like, you know. I'm sure she's a really good player. I'm sure she's a really big deal. But, you know, outside of the 1,000 people that care about Chicago Red Stars offseason moves, like, is that going to move the needle anywhere else? No. 
So like, what are we doing here? Like, what are we like, you know, what are people like, you know, what are people expecting the news cycle to be like if like, you know, you're not giving people things to care about? Like, it's just not happening. You know, and I know I sound like a Debbie Downer and like, you know. (laughs) He said, bitch, I might be. (laughs) But I mean, low key, like I'm excited for the NWSL season. I'm excited for like the MLS season this year because I mean, I think, you know, on like par, there's going to be way better like games than there has ever been in both leagues. But like there's only there's only so many segments you can go through you know when you like okay like you know is this going to be the best is this going to be the best season ever like you know how many times like how many times you going to talk about Gotham like you know having the best team in the league now every goddamn day yeah and that shit's going to get old and cold real fucking fast no one's going to care yeah and that's what's happened now. Like, that's what's happened now. Like, that shit had a good push, like, a week or two ago. Like, you know, it maybe got, like, a week and a half news cycle. But, like, you know, you talk about it now. It's like, nigga, we talked about that two weeks ago. Right. Right? So, you know, like, you you have to continuously keep your sport at the forefront of people's minds to keep them invested and to continuously sell ads. Right. And that's really what it comes down to is like, you know, what type of content are you generating to continuously sell ads on networks? Right. Like the reason the NFL, the reason Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are dating is because the NFL needed a storyline to bring in more people out of the population. And like, you know, that sounds like a conspiracy theory, but I mean, you know. I'm sure it's not as simple as that, but like, you know, let's just be for real. Like, you know, as soon as they found out that they were dating or like anything close to it, they were about to lean into that shit like a motherfucker. Sent a whole ticket package. Here you go. Here you go. (laughs) Here you go. And they show her at every game, like, you know, because they need to be able to sell ads. Like, and and that's just what it is. Like, that's why they're the richest league in the country. And that's just is what it is, right? Like, and until the NWSL figures out or MLS, like, figures out how to have a residual product that they can continue to sell ads on on a day-to-day basis, like, sorry, you're not going to be out here making no money. Nah, MLS did figure it out. That's why they're on Apple TV. Oh, do you do you want to talk about this Apple TV shit real fast? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so have you heard? Uh, have you heard some of the rumors around like, um, like you know, the MLS being real cagey about putting out the numbers from last year? Uh, yes, but why do you think that is? Because they ain't good. <laughs> I doubt it. I don't think they're good. Like That's I mean, fair. I think, I, mean. I, think they're, uh, I think they're a bunch of blah. You know, like I'm not. I'm not saying they're bad, but I mean, like, you know, if it was good news, they'd be out here talking about it. You know what I mean? Mm. Yes. No. You don't think so? You don't think if they were good numbers, they wouldn't be out here talking about them? No, because they have talked about them. They've said the numbers are good. Apple directly has said they were way better than we expected. Yeah, but if I expected them to be shit. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's that's one thing. But yeah, I don't think they expected them to be shit. I think there's they're taking another full season. Wait, have last year was all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They have one full season under their belt now. They have mm-hmm. some things to tweak, work on the shows that they were producing for the wrap up shows and pregame shows and shit like that. Um I think there's 
they're real, really trying to figure out the revenue because they spent so much on marketing it and they gave away all those subscriptions to season ticket holders and shit like that. They're figuring out what they're actually going to make going forward. And I think another part of it is just like to keep, they have to keep the USL at bay. So you can't mm-hmm. really say too much publicly because then you start giving USL ideas and it's better mm-hmm. to let them speculate and think everything is hell and our numbers are ass and that's why we're hiding it than to be like, oh yeah, this Apple deal completely changed our shit. And then you got USL coming in the back door like, hey, how about us? We're here too. You can get a two for one. You know what I mean? So Ooh, it's better to just say yeah. nothing, let people think what they want. We know people are generally hating on MLS anyway and whatever moves they're making. So if you know that as a league commissioner, you just sit with that shit, do your numbers in the quiet, and then come you know two, three seasons from now, and shit is looking real different. You'd be like, I told y'all niggas. I told y'all niggas. Okay. Okay. Um, are you going to watch the, uh, what is the name of the show? Um, are you going to watch, uh, the eight part docuseries that, um, oh, they don't have a, they don't have a name for it yet. I don't think, um, that MLS is putting on. Um, did you, did you watch like drive to survive on Netflix or like full swing on Netflix that followed like, um, the PGA tour and like formula one? Did you ever watch those? I have seen episodes of drive to survive, but I did not like watch because I don't watch F1. So I was just like, all right, like it was interesting what I did see, but I'm just like, I don't care this much about none of this. So they are, uh, MLS is getting the people that did that Mm -hmm. to create, um, their eight part TV show. Let's get it. And it's going to be on Apple TV. I'm here for it. You are? I'll watch the whole shit start to finish. Absolutely. I need that. Should we? And they got, they went and got the best in the business to do it. Yeah. They serious. Should we um should we dedicate ourselves to watching it? Um like and then doing like reviews per episode? I'm here for it. Okay. okay. I'm watching we'll that some, like Yeah. We'll be some homers and do it. Huh? I need to uh I say we'll be some homers and do it. I need to get my yeah. MLS cred back. Like uh, <laughs> My shit's in the dumps, bro. Like my MLS oh, cred, man. my NWSL creds in the dumps, bro. Like people think I hate the NWSL and MLS right now. <laughs> like it's in the dumps. And honestly, I'm more excited than I've ever been for uh for a MLS season or NWSL season. I just bought my Gotham FC jersey. So uh I got that thing coming in. I got my inner Miami jersey. <laughs> I got my inner Miami jersey oh, coming that's in. That's why now the truth comes out. Your boy is ready. Your boy is ready. Wait till they come out with that Miami Dolphins uh inner Miami jersey. I'm gonna have one of them too. Like uh I'm a now homer, bro. I see what's going on. You I gotta what? get my, I'm a homer, bro. I'm a homer. I'm a homer. I'm a homer. You didn't know I was from New York? You didn't know I was from New York? You didn't know I moved to Miami when I was like two years old? I didn't know that. You just put me on. <laughs> hometown you teams, man. Gotham FC and Inter Miami, my hometown teams, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, man. Nah, I'm like, Yeah, it should be a really good season. So yeah, uh, I feel you on that excitement. Um, NYCFC has kind of shown that they were dead serious about what they said to us in the off season and they've been spending some money making some real signings um some rumored ones that have not been announced yet but look like they are near or already done so you know between all the teams across the league investing more in top talent from 
competing leagues around the world and just the overall level of production and level of play increasing year over year. Like this year could be really, really fun, man. Really yeah. fun. I mean, the only thing yeah. I'm still hating is this with this conference realignment shit because the uh, expansion teams shit is wonky. And like basically the East don't play the West anymore. I don't like that. Yeah, there's way. I mean, I'm telling you, I think they should go to an NFL style schedule where you have like your in division teams like if you're gonna have mls cup like you should have an individual schedule that makes people like care about rivalries because i don't care like you know i don't care what people say i personally think that the more times you play your rivals like especially if they're local like the more times like you're able to like gen up like interest in it like there's no reason why like you know there's no reason why there couldn't be a conference with like everybody in the Northeast with like the revolution, NYCFC, like Red Bull and like Philadelphia, maybe throw DC in it or something like that. And all those teams play each other like two, three times a year, like hands down. Right. And then you got to win your conference to like, well, you got to win your little division to get into like, you know, the conference playoffs or whatever. Right. Cause like the NFL has it down, man. Like, I don't care what anybody says. The most exciting time of year, even if you don't watch football at all, is the NFL playoffs. Like, I don't even oh, watch yeah. football. I don't even watch football during the regular season, bro. Like, you know, I'll occasionally catch a game during the regular season, but when it's playoff time, bro, I am glued. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Because, like, all the storylines throughout the year, like, you know, you're talking about, like, you know, people playing their rivals, like, you know, possibly seeing this team, possibly seeing that team, like, you know. And when it gets down to it, like, you know, most times, like, their best teams, like, you know, like, their best teams make it out. Like, there's no question yeah. that the best team in the NFL wins the Super Bowl. Like, there's no question. Yeah, no question. We're seeing that right now. Like even in the you have the conference championship coming up, the four teams there are fire, bro. Mm-hmm. Fire. So, you know, it's a toss up, probably the Ravens, but you got the Ravens, uh the Chiefs. Who are they playing? The Ravens Chiefs. play the Chiefs and the Lions play the 49ers, which 49ers, are yeah. Which it's I nice, mean like Yeah. The only questionable one there is Detroit, but even still, yeah. you earned it. Like, you have to earn it in the NFL. So, that they're there. They're one of the best teams in the league. And they're going to have another opportunity to try to prove it. Yeah. And, I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, uh, that's the thing about the MLS um, that I'm not really uh, – that just, like, I'm not really a fan of their playoffs because, you know, like – Columbus won the MLS Cup, but like, I'm not even sure. Like, I'm just not sure here. Let's look up, like, you know, like where Columbus ended up in the Supporter Shield, which is like a far more, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I think the Supporter Shield is a far more, like, you know, um, like indicative um yeah they ended up third in the supporter show this year right which isn't bad but they no 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 actually they didn't they didn't because that's just the east i'm sorry um the full supporter show oh they ended up they ended up third yeah they ended up third and lafc ended up eighth so you got the third team in the supporter shield versus the eighth team in the supporter shield, right? Like, eh. I'm not exactly sure those are the two best teams in the league this year. I mean, you can make a case that Cincinnati was definitely the best team, definitely the best team oh, in the league by far. Year. But I told you he wasn't going to win that shit, bro. Yeah, because that's not how MLS works, bro. You can't be that fucking good and win the MLS Cup. Like you gotta have a little pinch of 
something else. I don't know why, but that's just how it is. There's a reason, like, almost no team has done it. Yeah. Like, Columbus finished third in the East, and LAFC finished third in the East. LAFC could not finish third in the East. What are you talking about? What? LAF, oh, third in the West. I'm sorry. Yeah. LAFC finished third in the West. Columbus finished third in the East. Yeah. But I think that's right, though. Like, the shield is not, the shield is not important to what is important in MLS. So I think it's better to for, forego that shit altogether and just focus on MLS Cup. Like yeah. I wouldn't be trying to ever, ever be trying to win the Shield. I mean, that's fair. Like, that is... That is fair, but I mean, like, I think it's one of those things where, like, it's just like this hybrid thing is just one of the things that holds MLS back a little bit or, like, you know, holds NWSL back a little bit because, like, you know, you keep trying to Europeanize the game, Mm -hmm. but you still want to do things like have playoffs. But I don't think the league did that. The Supporter Shield is by and for fans of MLS. And they insisted on having a fucking European setup. And so the Supporter Shield. Yeah, but I mean, like, the Supporter Shield is more European than the playoffs. Yeah, but MLS didn't pick it. That's my point. I can see if they, if MLS had done it and was like, all right, this is what we're going to do. But they didn't. Yeah, but I mean, like, they reward, I, I don't want to say they rewarded. They treat it as, like, you know, people treat it as, like, a domestic trophy. And I guess that's my point, is, like, you know, you want to yeah. have the pro-rail argument. Like, there's no way you can have pro-rail with playoffs. Like, I'm not even sure how that would work. Right. Because like you say, like, you know, like teams don't even play every other team. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, how do you how are you going to have pro rail and you play every other team and you don't play every other team? We're not. (laughs) That's like we're not. (laughs) What are you talking about? You act like we have a debate like something's coming. It's not. We are not (laughs) ever. Well, I mean, there you have it. There you have it. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> there you have it. This has been Chop Soccer. <laughs> we out of here. <laughs> we out of here. <laughs>